Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member of Finnocipic, Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Andrew Gay, Governor Prize, and Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not those of Next Financial Group. The S&P 500 is a market cap weighted index composed of common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price weighted index of 30 actively traded blue chip stocks. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Texas Hill Country Market Update, brought to you by the Texas Hill Country Advisors, your local Texas Hill Country source for what's going on in the stock market, the economy, and the world of personal finance. We are your co-hosts, Andrew Gay and Gilbert Pies, uh, here in Kerrville, Texas, and we're local independent financial advisors uh, coming to you live from our Kerrville South Tower studio. We got some financial news and notes for you this morning, as always, so let's jump right to it. It's about 9.45 a.m. here in beautiful Texas Hill Country. This is your market update for Wednesday, June 7, 2023. The U.S. stock markets closed positive yesterday on the day, even though they were kind of kind of flat for the most part. Not a, not a whole lot happening. I think that markets are probably just going to maybe have a little run up, but kind of stay relatively mild leading up to the inflation number that we get for May next Tuesday, followed by the Fed's interest rate decision, whether or not they're going to hike rates again that next Wednesday. Uh, headline of the day, Chinese exports fall for the first time in three months. I put this in here just because um, I think that it was my pick of all the headlines I was reading this this morning, just because this this kind of is an example of a little bit of a slowdown that we see at a global scale, because we always talk about what's going on here in the U.S. economy here at home. But inflation is worldwide. And a lot of the other countries out there, they have central banks as well. We talk about the Fed a lot, which is the U.S.'s central bank here at home. Um, but the other central banks of other companies around the world are, are fighting, in most cases, a lot stickier or even higher or hotter inflation than we have here at home. And some of those central banks are even further behind the curve than the Fed is. And the Fed, we all know that kind of took a while to act here in the U.S. They called inflation transitory before they really started taking some action on hiking rates to try to cool that off. And so some some central banks, most notably um, friends across the pond in Europe, uh, are fighting higher inflation, and they're they're further behind the curve with a lower interest rate uh, from their central bank currently. So this decline from Chinese exports, we know that China is kind of like the world's exporter for the most part, and places like U.S. and Japan, their exports actually declined from the most recent data point, double digits to U.S. and Japan. It just shows that China's exporting less, so they're producing less or sending less out of their country to other places and people are buying less like us here in the U.S. at home. So uh, I looked at a five-year chart this morning. Just You kind of see a little bit of a tail end um, from a spike, a uh, trail off, if you will, from a spike after COVID. So after COVID, a lot of this activity picked up and it's just now um, since last year started to decline, but we saw a big one um, in the last, uh, the last data point that we got for the last three months for um, China. So it uh, looks like the trend is still downward. So it just shows that there's a slowdown happening, not just here at home, but possibly around the globe. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. And that's kind of the theme. So, but let's get through the economic news. First, mortgage data was out this morning. Uh, the 30-year uh, fixed rate mortgage average rate ticked down from about 6.9 to about 6.8 um, for this last week. U.S. trade data came out this morning. Imports, exports, kind of uh, in the same basket as the headline that I picked out about China. 
exports decreasing. We can talk about that a little bit more here in a minute. And it, so far, this this pattern, we talked about this yesterday. Gilbert brought this up yesterday. But so far, this pattern has been that leading up to these Fed meetings and their interest rate decisions, the market, this U.S. stock market is kind of have a little bit of a run up leading into that. And then once the day happens where they make the interest rate announcement in, in the last several months, in their last several meetings, the decision has been to hike rates. We see the markets kind of trail off for the next couple of weeks after that that day that the Fed announced the rate hike. Now, this upcoming meeting next week may be a little bit different. We're going to see if that pattern holds just because this could be the first meeting that they decide to not hike rates and, in fact, pause. So maybe that pattern holds. Maybe it doesn't. Um, but this is just more uncertainty that kind of adds to the narrative of the uncertainty that exists out there around whether or not we will see any kind of um, rate cut, in fact, by the end of the year uh, or see this slowdown. We know that inflation might be a little bit stickier than previously anticipated, leaving the Fed to keep rates higher for longer. But we don't know if we're really going to see this slowdown. The Fed is still slightly hopeful that they can maybe pull off this soft landing where they don't throw us into a recession, but they are able to bring inflation down. So, uh, Gilbert, I kick it over to you. To you, do you have anything to say specifically about maybe some of the trade stuff uh, that I mentioned earlier, um, as far as the the slowdown that we think are, is coming here at home versus the rest of the world? Do you have anything to add to that uh, this morning? Sure, sure. Well, th think of it this way, you know. We get a lot of our manufactured goods from China. We long time ago we exported all the, uh, well, not all the manufacturing, but a lot of our manufacturing capability we exported it to China, to take advantage of lower labor costs over there. And so, if if China is experiencing a slowdown in exports, you have to then assume that the people that are buying things from them, the Europeans, the Americans are buying less of their products. And why sure, are they buying right. less of their products? Because there's a slowdown. They're, they're having to deal with inflation. They're having to deal with um, higher costs for everything across the board. Yeah. And so if they're spending more money on essentials, it gives them less money to spend on discretionary type stuff. Um, TVs, um, watches, batteries, um, uh, every kind of manufactured good you can imagine, clothes, um, box fans, whatever you want to think about that's manufactured in China and exported from there to Holy here. man, I just got a shirt yesterday that was there you go. made in China. Uh, might, might be made in China then. So, oh, it definitely was. Yeah, if, if we're experiencing a slowdown, that slowdown will then move out in waves to the other countries where we import their products to satisfy our uh, domestic demand here. So that could mean, and, and I think it's a reasonable assumption to make that because of what's going on here in our domestic uh, economy, that it's it's starting to spread out now to the exporting countries like China that uh, does a lot of the manufacturing here. Yeah. Well, okay. So now shifting gears back over to the interest rate discussion here. Uh, the market seems to be taking the note that, or the hint that, the feds are probably not going to cut rates by the end of the year. Uh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but do you have anything else to add to that or newer thoughts this morning about that? Yeah, you know, I, I still think that if the Fed's going to do anything, they, they would most likely err on the side of caution and raise rates just a bit more. It, it seems foolish to me that they would skip rates, but 
as as we've talked about before, really the the interest rate decision itself is not as important as what happens after the announcement is made. Jay Powell comes out, has a news conference, discusses what they talked about a little bit in the meeting, and then gives kind of an indication of what they see coming going forward. And so I think really the the main part of what we're talking about next week is not going to necessarily be the decision, whether it's up or down or, or certainly not down, but uh, whether it's up or flat, you know, they don't do anything else. I think what's going to be more important is what he says afterwards. If he says anything about, well, you know, we decided to lower and uh, keep interest rates the same, and not raise rates. However, we think we're going to raise interest rates or may be forced to raise interest rates later, depending on the data the market's not going to really like that idea and, and we'll, we'll probably do what it's been doing the past few meetings where it rises in anticipation of the announcement and then drops off for a week to 10 days and then moves back up again. Now, if, if he comes out and they decide not to raise interest rates and he says something along the lines of, yeah, we think we're done raising interest rates because, you know, we think inflation's headed in the right direction we don't see any reason to um, uh, raise rates anymore because we think we're doing a good enough job, then I, I would expect that the market would, would really like that because uh, that's 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 really the response they've been waiting for for months. Since yeah, is that we're February. done. Yeah, that we're done. That would be, yes, that would definitely be a positive response. Yeah, if, if they signaled any, any way, shape, or form that this is it, then I think the market does a little bit opposite of what it's been doing. In other words, uh, we'll we'll have a nice run up because of the announcement, and then maybe that's when the pattern shift. We see a move up as soon as the announcement's made over the next five to ten days, and then maybe after that it weakens a little bit until we get the next rate announcement. So yeah. uh, th- there's definitely going to be a shift somewhere, sometime. What's it going to look like, and who's going to do it? I don't know, but uh, I-, I think. We're getting into more of a, um, I guess, the bottom of the ninth inning, I think I heard somebody refer to as we're, we're definitely in the uh, late like, innings of the yeah. rate rise cycle. I, I just don't see them raising rates that much more. Could they do it next week? Absolutely. And I think that they probably even should. But after that, who knows? Because we're, we're getting to the point where we're starting to see um, – Inflation going in the right direction. Now, the other thing, too, is the day before their announcement, yeah, we get PCE data for May, right? CPI. Oh, yeah. CPI. I'm sorry. CPI data, yes. But inflation data, yes. Yeah, yeah. So so PCE usually comes at the end of the month, right, uh, for the previous month. Yeah. yeah. So middle of the month is usually when we get CPI data for the previous month. So CPI data will come out. I think that will determine more than anything else what they do with interest rates. Uh, so So – you know, if, if CPI data comes in very, very good, then we might see them. Uh, in other words, if CPI comes in lower than expected, we might say them say, OK, we're done. Um, we, we're, you know, we're worried about this wage inflation business and we'll continue to work on that. But we don't need to raise rates anymore. But if CPI comes in exactly where they think or or even a little hotter, then yeah. look for them to raise rates a little bit. But you know, that's a, that's an answer we won't get until the day before they make their announcement. Yeah. And the other thing I would add to this is because um, 
So you're thinking if you're an investor, what does this mean for you? Well, if the market's thinking that the Fed might hold rates a little higher, even though that we've kind of thought that for a while, maybe this is a good time to think about, you know, because saving that that would mean that savings rates are going to stay maybe a little higher for for longer, um, and maybe not start to trail off so so soon. So and, you know, look and for they might, they might be peaking out already. Sure. Right. Yes. Yeah. So this might be a good time to sit down and analyze some of that and think about, you know, um, how long you're able to to lock in some kind of rate for uh, in in maybe even looking at the conservative end of the investment spectrum there where you can lock in some kind of rate like that without taking a whole lot of risk. Uh, so plenty of opportunities out there right now. And um, looks like for at least for the very short term foreseeable future, it might remain like that, but you don't want to take any, uh, you don't want to procrastinate on that. If you, if you got questions about that, you can hit us up. We'd be glad to talk to you about it. Amen. Okay, guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. That'll do it for us. Uh, don't forget, interact with us, share our content. It helps other people find the show. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Most weekdays, the stock market is open. In all places, podcasts are possible. Thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow morning. You'll have a good rest of your Wednesday.